synthetic protein conductive membrane nanopores built with DNA. An article by Tim Diderich, Robert Ampere, Stefan Hoorka, and others from Goethe University Frankfurt, Germany, and University College London, United Kingdom. NATO Communications 2019. Nanopores are key in portable sequencing in research given the ability to transport elongated DNA or small bioactive molecules through narrow transmembrane channels. Transport of folded proteins could lead to similar scientific and technological benefits, yet this has not been realized due to the shortage of wide and structure-defined natural pores. Here we report that a synthetic nanopore design by DNA nanotechnology can accommodate folded proteins. Transport of recent proteins through single pores is kinetically analyzed using massively parallel optical readout with transport silicon-on insulator cavity chips versus electrical recordings to reveal an at least 20-fold higher speed for the electrically driven movement. Pores nevertheless allow a high diffusive flux of more than 66 molecules per second that can also be directed beyond equilibria. The pores may be exploited to sense diagnostically relevant proteins with portable analysis technology to create molecular gates for drug delivery or to build synthetic cells. Membrane nanopores are relevant for science and technology. The biological function of shutting molecular cargo across cell membranes can be exploited by engineering pores for enhanced cellular export of valuable molecules. A more transformative approach is to use pores beyond their traditional biological role, such as for next-generation portable DNA sequencing and biosensing. In this analytical method, individual molecules pass through single-membrane embedded nanopores to cause detectable changes in the ionic pore current. Narrow protein pores are highly suitable for sequencing because the 122 nanometer wide channels match the dimension of individual elongated translocating DNA strands. Engineered protein pores are also versatile tools for studying the chemistry and biophysics of single molecules or to control flux of small bioactive compounds in and out of cells. While the pores capable of transporting folded proteins or related cargo could realize similar benefits. For example, 5 to 10 nanometer wide pores could extend the analyte range for point-of-care diagnostics, environmental screening, or homeland security. Wide and reasonable pores could also function as molecular gates for release therapeutic proteins for drug delivery vehicles. However, biological pores are not suitable for these applications. They are either wide yet heterogeneous in diameter structurally defined but not sufficiently wide for protein transport or structurally complex. The novel protein design of matching pores is currently too challenging even though it is possible to obtain channels 
by arranging membrane-spanning peptides via covalently attached oligonucleotide scaffolds that are outside the membrane. Synthetic nanopores, solely composed of DNA, are an attractive alternative towards a wider lumen given the ease of rationally designing defined nanoscale architectures with DNA nanotechnology. Indeed, DNA nanopores carrying membrane anchors have been constructed using a basic design of six hexagonally arranged DNA duplexes that encode a 2 nanometer wide hollow channel, along with wider versions which facilitate flux of double-stranded DNA, while the synthesis of wider DNA nanopores is one crucial step. It is equally important to provide evidence of protein transport. The scientifically desirable analysis of single pores may be achieved with classical electrical recordings, yet transport can only be indirectly inferred from current fluctuations in low-throughput fashion. A better option is to measure diffusion flux in a massively parallel format with optical readout silicon-on-insulator SOI chips to yield statistically relevant insights. Nevertheless, a synergistic combination of both methods would be ideal to better understand how electrophoretic versus diffusion influence fundamental variables such as transport speed. Here we report on a DNA nanopore capable of transporting folded proteins as determined with electrical measurements and high throughput diffusion flux analysis. The rationally designed DNA pores are assembled to yield the expected defined dimensions. Transport through the membrane-spanning channel is confirmed for two differentially sized proteins and translocation speed is at least 20-fold faster under electrophoresis than for diffusion-driven mode. Our study helps to better understand movement through nanoscale confined space overcomes several limitations of biogenic and synthetic membrane nanopores and opens up applications across biosensing and synthetic biology. Results Pore design The membrane-spanning DNA nanopore nanopore was designed with the CADNA no software and is composed of parallel aligned DNA duplexes assembled in square lattice fashion. The duplexes are interlinked by crossovers. The per feature a cap region and a membrane spanning region. Its total height is 46 nanometer and the external maximum width measures 22.5 nanometer. In nanopores cap region of 35 nanometer high, the pore wall is composed of up to three duplex layers to increase structure stability. In the membrane spanning part, the wall is two duplexes thick to decrease the overall pore spanning area for facilitate membrane insertion. The transmembrane section carries a total of 24 lipid anchors composed of cholesterol to facilitate membrane insertion. By placing the anchors in a recessed pore environment, the formation of hydrophobically clustered pore oligomers can be suppressed. 
the lumen of the pore has a cross-sectional area of 7.5 times 7.5 nanometer square and features a wide opening and its top to facilitate the entrance of biomolecules. In the membrane inserted state, the pore is expected to enable transport across the membrane for protein cargo smaller than the pore's channel width. Pore assembly Two types of DNA nanostructure were generated, a pore with cholesterolipid anchors, nanopore and one without cholesterolipid anchors, termed NP-delta-C. The NP-delta-C pore is assembled via the scaffold and stample approach, whereby staple oligonucleotide direct the folding path of a long single-stranded DNA scaffold. The lipid anchor-free pore can then be converted into lipid-modified NPE by decorating the transmembrane region with cholesterol-carrying oligonucleotides. The 2D DNA map and DNA sequences of component strands are shown in supplementary figure 2 and supplements the set 1 respectively. Assembly of NP delta C was analyzed by electrophoresis to yield a single defined band, implying a homogeneous population of folded products. The pore band migrated at a different height than the scaffold strand indicating complete assembly. Poor MP with cholesterol anchors also led to a defined bend when analyzed in detergent SDS to suppress striking caused by hydrophobic interactions with the gel matrix or by pore aggregation. The DNA origami pores with a molar mass of 4.87 megadaltons were purified by size exclusion chromatography from excess sample oligonucleotides and used for biophysical analysis. Structural characterization of the pores. Transmission electron microscopy TEM was applied to determine the dimensions of NP delta C. The negatively stained sample featured isolated rectangular DNA nanopores, whose parallel line DNA duplexes are consistent with the design, similar to different pore wall thicknesses at the upper pore entrance. Analysis of over 25 pores established a height of 31.5 plus minus 2.1 nanometer and a width of 20.5 plus minus 1.7 nanometer. The latter is in excellent agreement with the expected width of 22 nanometer, while the height is slightly shorter than the 35 nanometer of the cap region. The total pore height of 46 nanometer is not completely apparent since the single duplex thin transmembrane region were not intensely stained. The anchoring of cholesterol tagged MP into lipid bilayers was established using a gel shift assay. The band for the nanopore was upshifted and co-migrated with small unilamellar vesicles that were unable to enter the gel. Increasing amounts of SUV unilamellar vesicles 
led to a complete conversion to the upshifted DNA band, implying that all pores interacting with the lipid bilayer. By contrast, NP delta C without the lipid anchors did not produce any gel shift, as cholesterol is needed for membrane insertion. Pores with half the number of cholesterol anchors resulted in incomplete gel shifts. Pore insertion via its membrane spanning region was confirmed with TEM analysis. NP nanopores were incubated with SUVs of an average diameter of 50 nanometer and negatively stained. The shrinking TEM images show single and multiple pores embedded into vehicles, thereby validating the concept of facilitated DNA pore insertion into curved membranes. In addition, the narrower part of pore lumen pointed towards the vesicle membrane, consistent with the predicted orientation of the membrane-inserted DNA nanopore. In analogy to small DNA pores, the mechanism of energetics for membrane insertion of the large pore most likely involves a first step that theaters the pore through the bilayer without puncturing, possibly in a non-perpendicular orientation to the membrane. In a second step, the pore reorients itself to span the lipid bilayer. Ionic transport through individual pores. The conductance properties of membrane-spanning NP nanopores were analyzed with single-channel current accordings. Individual pores were inserted into a planar lipid bilayer, and a potential was applied across the membrane to induce flow of electrolyte ions. Under standard electrolyte conditions, a constant current of 49.5 picoampere was observed at a potential of plus 20 millivolt relative to the cis sides of the pore. The corresponding conductance distribution of 98 pores had one maximum at 2.37 plus minus 0.30 nano Siemens. In agreement with the wide pore lumen, the conductance is 2.6 fold higher in comparison to a reference DNA pore of 2 nanometer diameter. The conductance is lower than the theoretical value of 6.7 nano Siemens calculated for the known pore geometry of NP but is expected as simple calculations incorrectly assume a constant mobility of electrolyte ions in negatively charged nanopores. The low conductance suggests the ionic leakness found in simulations of DNA structures is not a major influence for these nanopores. Otherwise, a higher conductance will have been found. In the conductance histogram, a second peak was evident at 1.18 plus minus 0.42 nanosiemens, which suggests a smaller conductance population, likely induced by voltage. High to low conductance switches are often seen in vo at voltages exceeding 80 mV. The voltage-dependent gating may be caused by partial unzipping of DNA strands and could be reduced by forming a more covalently closed nanostructure. The voltage ramps established that the nanopore was 
of ohmic behavior. Apparently, the structure asymmetry of the pore does not influence voltage-dependent conductance. Protein transport through individual pores. The transport of protein along the channel lumen of nanopore was examined with single-channel current recordings. As model protein trypsin with a diameter of 4.1 times 3.2 times 2.0 nanometer cubic and an isoelectric point PI of 10.1 was selected along with an electrophysiological buffer with pH 8 to render trypsin net positively charged. Upon its addition to the cis side at a concentration of 66.7 micromolar, current blockade events occurred. The frequency increased with the protein concentration. The events were characterized with their duration, T of an amplitude A, when each event was plotted with its T of and A as separate points in a scatter diagram two types of events became apparent. Type 1 clustered at a blockade of 13.3 plus minus 6.1% and type 2 at blockade of 57.2 plus minus 8.5%. Both events had a similar TA of distribution ranging from 0.5 to 20 ms with type 1 featuring an average T of, of 1 0.04 plus minus 0.17 ms and type 2 at 1.31 plus minus 0.29 ms. The T of values were obtained from the fit through the single exponential decay distributions. Type 2 events were more frequent, comprising 5276 out of 7282 points of distribution. In line with related current signatures through inorganic pores, type 1 events are interpreted as protein bumping at the funnel opening or as temporary entrapment without pore translocation, leading to partial pore blockage. By contrast, type 2 events are considered to represent trypsin translocation through the entire DNA pore lumen. The translocation may involve intermittent interactions of the positively charged trypsin to the negatively charged pore wall. Type 2 blockade events are voltage dependent, occurring only at negative membrane potentials. Type 1 events, however, were apparent at both positive and negative membrane potentials, which is consistent with their assumed origin as intermittent collisions with the DNA nanopore. To test whether type 2 blockade events were due to trypsin translocation and the protein green protein GFP was tested. GFP is larger than trypsin resembling a cylinder of length 4.2 nanometer and average diameter of 3 nanometer with an N-terminal alpha helix that extends an extra circa 1 nanometer. GFP is thus expected to block the DNA pore lumen to a great extent than trypsin. In addition, GFP has a different PI of 5.8 and is net negatively charged at pH 8.0, but net positively charged at the acidic pH of 5.0.
a negatively charged protein is not expected to interact with the negatively charged pore walls. Indeed, when using an electrophysiological buffer of pH 8.0, no GFP translocation events were detected. It is thought that in absence of electrostatic interaction with the pore walls, GFP passes through the DNA nanopore lumen too quickly to be detected by the amplifier. However, when the pH of the electrophysiological buffer was dropped to pH 5.0, distinct blockade events occurred after the addition of 200 nanomolar GFP to the cis side, in concordance with trypsin translocation, GFP translocation also clustered into type 1 and type 2 events when each event was plotted with its duration G off and amplitude A as separate points in a scatter diagram. Type 2 events were voltage-dependent, occurring only at negative membrane potentials. Type 1 events occurred, however, at both positive and negative potentials. In agreement with the large size of GFP, a more extensive blockade of type 2 events was seen, with an average blockade of 72.6 plus minus 8.9% compared to 57.2 plus minus 8.5% for trypsin. The blockade levels of type 1 events remain fairly constant with an average value of 6.2 plus minus 2.2% for GFP compared to 13.3 plus minus 6.1% for trypsin. These results support our hypothesis that type 1 events are caused by protein bumping at the funeral opening, whereas type 2 events correspond to protein translocating through MP. The GFP translocation data also supports the idea that protein translocation can only be resolved after sufficient reduction in the speed of translocation. In our experiments, caused by an increased electrostatic interaction within the translocating protein and the pore wall. In line with this model, the protein's translocation duration at around 1 ms is shrinkingly two orders of magnitude slower than for a 20 nanometer wide solid state pore of similar charge polarity. The driving force for protein translocation is of more complex nature. Electrophoresis cannot account for tree translocation as the force at negative potentials would drive the positively charged trypsin at pH 8.0 out of the pore. Most likely, the details of molecular transport must also consider the non-simplistic electric fields and negatively charged DNA nanopores as apparent in molecular dynamics simulations. Massively parallel optic analysis of protein transport. Recently, silicon chips gained attention for the optical characterization of membrane protein kinetics due to the high polarism and throughput. Therefore, protein translocation through individual MP DNA nanopores was analyzed in the absence of electrical fields by an optical readout SOI chip. The latter features 14,400 identical cavities with 50 FL volumes connected 
occupy single solid state nano orifices of 80 nanometer diameter to a buffer reservoir. In the optical assay, fluorescent probes are encapsulated inside the chips arrayed cavities with a lipid bilayer spread across the cavity stop. The stochastic insertion of one DNA nanoprobe cavity leads to the diffusive outflow of fluorescent probes which can be tracked by time-lapse fluorescence images of the cavity array. As a result, hundreds up to thousands of translocation processes can be visualized in parallel through individual nanopores. The transport kinetics through single DNA nanopores were examined with enhanced green fluorescent protein EGFP. The barrel-shaped protein of 27 kilodalton has a height of 4.2 nanometer and a diameter of 3.0 nanometer and is expected to translocate through the pore lumen of 7.5 times 7.5 nanometer square cross-sectional area. By contrast, contraprobe rhodamine B dextrin should not pass the pore. The experiment EGFP and controlled probe rhodamine B dextrin were first sealed inside the cavities at efficiencies up to 81% as determined by co-localization of both probes. In addition of DNA nanopause and successive time-lapse recordings of the cavity array revealed exponentially decaying fluorescence signals for EGFP, reflecting poor mediated protein flux. In support of self-selective transport, the signal for negative control of the mind B dextran remained constant. Statistical analysis of more than a thousand traces indicated high experimental quality because mono-experiential EGFP decay was found for 40.4% of all sealed cavities. In contrast, only 1.2% of the cavities showed fast declines for both fluorescence signals and 42.2% had no signal changes implying high membrane stability. The remaining cavities featured complex kinetics such as increase in EGFP signals or unsustainable controls which have no weak or unexpected signals for rhodamine B dextrin. Further analysis of poor mediated fluxes were carried out exclusively with traces showing monoexperiential decays in the EGFP signal recordings and constant fluorescence for rhodamine B dextrin. If flux traces were analyzed to determine the exponential rate constant K flux for protein translocation through single DNA nanopores at a pore concentration of 3.2 nanomolar, a heterogeneous distribution of K flux was obtained, indicating undesirable multiple nanopore insertions per cavity. By contrast, a considerably lower concentration of 10 picomolar yielded a total of 737 traces with two Gaussian distributed K efflux peaks. The first peak at 3.66 plus minus 1.33 times 10 to the power of minus 4 
represents single port translocation, whereas the second peak of approximately twice the value stems from two DNA nanopores simultaneously inserted in the membrane of an individual cavity. Further support for single pore protein translocation was obtained with an even lower DNA pore concentration of one picomolar to diminish the proportion of cavities with two insertions. Indeed, KF looks rate constant from more than 1,600 traces were more concentrated in the first peak. The rate constant implies that up to 66 individual GFP molecules translocate to the pore per second when the membrane was ruptured by detergent Triton X100. Fast diffusion of EGFP and dextrin was recorded with high KF flux values. The rapid diffusion also indicates lack of unspecific interaction with the cavity walls. Poor mediated protein translocation was confirmed with a biomolecular recognition assay. Recognition was achieved by using an EGG antibody with two parotypes of histidine-6 tagged EGFP. The antibody was added to the chip cavities in slight excess of histidine-6 EGFP to form a large biomolecular complex and impede poor mediated efflux of the fluorescent protein. Indeed, analysis of hundreds of cavities revealed that 71.8% featured unchanged green fluorescence, even though a high pore concentration of 1.9 nanomolar was used. Antibody effectively inhibited pore translocation as only 0.7% of cavities displayed histidine-6 EGFP effluxes in comparison to EFP mediated fluxes of 40.4% without alpha histidine antibodies. Complex kinetics of histidine 6 EGFP efflux were at 2.4% and unsuitable controls of rhodomine B dextrin at 9.9%. Membrane ruptures accounted for 15.2% of cavities, which is likely caused by the antibody-conservative thimerosal known to destabilize lipid bilayers. Deliberate rupturing of the membrane with detergent drastically increased the efflux of histidine-6 EGFP and rhodomine-B-dextrin. To demonstrate the antibody binding and also promote poor-mediated protein translocation, another chip assay was performed. In the sink assay, alpha-hestidine antibodies are sealed inside the cavities, while histidine-6 EGFP is at the cyst reservoir. The efflux of histidine-6 EGFP through the pore and subsequent binding by alpha-hestidine antibodies traps the fluorescent protein inside the cavities. The reduction of free histidine-6 EGFP thermodynamically drives its influx until all antibody parotops are saturated. Accumulating proteins against their concentration gradient has not yet been studied with SOI chips. The assay was conducted with 0.6 micromolar alpha histidine antibody and 8 micromolar control rhodomine be dextrin sealed inside the cavities at 18 nanomolar histidine 6 EGFP 
in the buffer reservoir. Follow it by adding 1.1 nanomolar of the DNA pore to induce flux. In support of a successful sink reaction, a strong fluorescent increase for histidine 6 EGFP was seen in cavities after 4 hours. The histidine 6 EGFP signal rose up to 5 fold, whereas the signal for control rhodamine B dextrin stayed constant. In total, 208 influx traces were analyzed showing a rise in histidine 6 EGFP fluorescence. As expected, membrane rupturing with a detergent drastically increased the efflux of histidine 6 EGFP and rhodamine B dextrin. Transport was also established with another molecular cargo, a fluorophore labeled polymer using a bulk transport say with giant unilamellar vesicles. Discussion This report has pioneered the translocation of folded proteins through a synthetic membrane-spanning DNA nanopore which is of relevance for biophysics, biosensing and DNA nanotechnology. Transport through a 15 nanometer square wide pore lumen was analyzed in high-throughput fashion with massively parallel single-channel readouts, in addition to electrical recordings. The dual analysis revealed the influence of nanoconfinement on transport and the 20-fold slower protein speed for diffusion compared to electric field-driven transport. The study thereby provides a step change to existing biogenic and synthetic channels to advance understanding of the biophysics of transport, as well as to promote nanopore-based biosensing. Previously, transport of folded proteins has not been achieved with membrane but with inorganic solid-state pores. However, the latter are not compatible with biological bilayers or synthetic membranes that are commonly used in biosensing platforms. Membrane spanning and wide DNA pores address these shortcomings by using a highly modular design principle that can adjust pore diameter, which is a quality difference compared to protein pores. Larger DNA pores may be assembled from multiple smaller DNA origami units. Molecular receptors capable of specific analyte binding may also be installed in the pore lumen based on predictable DNA hybridization. A DNA nanopore compatible with biosensing also advances DNA nanotechnology, which strives to create nanodevices with functions relevant for applications outside the field. The DNA membrane pore furthermore supports biomimetic DNA nanotechnology, which replicates the function of natural proteins with simpler-to-engineer DNA nanostructures, such as cytoskeletal-like membrane-shaping scaffolds. To further mimic nature, the nanopore could be turned into a molecular gate to regulate the flow of proteins across membranes for drug-delivery nanodevices composed of stable vesicles with biocompatible polymer walls. Another exciting option is to build a molecular machine that selectively moves cargo across membranes, something which is supported 
by the antibody sync reactions. These biomimetic structures are of interest in basic research, biotechnology, and biomedicine. In conclusion, our study overcomes the mutations of biogenic and synthetic membrane nanopores and opens up several applications in science and technology. Thank you for listening.